start slow. You don't go out one day and put on a pair of sneakers and all of a sudden you're ready to run a marathon. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't need to be Everest. It doesn't need to be a certain distance or even going out there for an hour or hours on end. Better yet, just set small incremental goals that make you feel accomplished. Hey hurdlers, Emily Abadi checking in with another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I sit down with inspiring individuals to talk about everything from their big wins to how they've gotten through some of life's toughest moments. On the show, you can expect vulnerability, motivation, and candid discussions with everyone from top athletes to aspiring entrepreneurs on what it really takes to follow your passions. My mission is simple, to inspire you to be your best self, move with intention, and have some fun along the way. Man, things have been crazy lately. Every day it feels like it goes by in a flash, but also takes forever. (laughs) And I am doing everything I can to just find some sanity in the day-to-day when I'm spending so much of it in my small apartment. And that looks different every day. Some days that's taking a workout class on Instagram Live. Others, it's reading and doing meditation. Some days it's getting out for a run. Some days it's all of those things and more. Like many of you, I'm just trying to do the best I can with what I have and manage myself and my stress and my anxiety in this uncertain situation. With that said, today's episode, I am going to be talking to you about best practices if you're new to running, some tips for how to amp up your outdoor running now that it seems to be one of the few ways that we can move regularly now. A word of caution and hopefully some understanding on your side so that you know where I'm coming from with this episode. I offer all of these tips assuming that you are running in a socially responsible and safe way. I had a lot of different dialogues yesterday over Instagram direct message with many of you who just feel unsure if this is what we should be doing right now. I get that, I feel you. If you're gonna head outside and run, you accept a little bit of risk, but how many things are there in our lives that we all feel as though we are accepting a little bit of risk when it comes to executing? The experts that I have spoken with, including last week, Dr. Darian, you can check out that episode. There'll be a link in the show notes. The experts have told me that running outside is okay, again, if you are doing it in a safe manner. That means running alone and in the process of doing that, staying at least six feet, if not desirably a lot more away from other people. I'm also personally bringing hand sanitizer out when I leave the apartment to make sure that after I physically walk out the door, I can clean up if I do happen to accidentally touch my face while I'm on the move. 
And I'm really taking into account more than ever where I am going for my run. Granted, many of you listening to this live in much more suburban neighborhoods, but I am coming to you from New York City, which means that there are a lot of people around. I personally have felt most comfortable avoiding Central Park unless I'm getting out really early. I'm talking before 7 a.m. And that's just because in my experience over the last few weeks, the parks have been been quite crowded. You know, people may or may not be following the rules or the suggestions that are put into place, and that is at their own discretion. But for me, it's not something that I'm willing to risk. So I have been taking my runs mostly to the streets, and when I feel comfortable running in the actual street, or at least in that white lined area by the bike lane. This avoids me to not be coming head to head with other passersby, and also just keep my distance from anything that may be happening around me when I'm on the move. Again, I get it. Everyone has a different preference. I'm not looking to stir up controversy, and I'm taking into account my mental health when I make this conscious decision decision to run responsibly. For me, so much of what makes me feel like me is getting out there and moving my body and also, of course, getting in some of that essential vitamin D. If I am told tomorrow that I should not be going out for a run, if the experts show up on that 11 a.m. press conference and they tell me it's a no-go, then it's a no-go. I'm not gonna go out there and quote unquote break the rules, but for now, it is my choice to embrace that the roads are still open and I can do this thing that makes me feel like me. Cause man, am I so thankful for it right now. Before I get into my suggestions for beginner runners or people that are running more than maybe they used to, I do wanna take a second and give a shout out to my sponsor at Beam. I have never incorporated CBD into my routine more than right now. Every single morning, I do two things. Firstly, I shake up my athletic greens and then I take a dropper from my The One tincture. The One is a meticulously crafted phytocannabinoid rich CBD oil and it comes in this easy to use dropper. It's third party tested for quality. And to reiterate, if you're not familiar with how CBD works. This is CBD without the THC. When I take it, I feel more focused, which right now I could really use as I feel a little stir crazy during my work day. They are offering Hurdle listeners an awesome deal. It's 15% off your purchase at beamtlc.com using the code HURDLE at checkout. Again, head on over to beamtlc.com. Use the code HURDLE at checkout for 15% off your purchase. And that's it. With that, let's get to hurdling. When I started running, I felt absolutely helpless. It was the summer after my sophomore year of college and I had decided it was in my mind that I was going to run every single day. I was working at a summer camp at the time. I've told this story before and I went out every day after lunch because I knew that I wanted to make running a daily habit. Now, it was not easy. And some days to this day, I'm an eight-time marathoner and it still doesn't feel easy. But there have been some best 
practice tips and tricks that I have used to not only be easier on myself, but learn to embrace running even on the days when it feels super difficult. I went out yesterday and some days I have what I refer to as these old Emily runs where every single step just feels heavy and almost impossible. And the thing that keeps me going on those days are just the reminder to myself of how much better I feel after I move my body. I break the run up into smaller segments. I think to myself, okay, get through this song. And when the song ends, I say, okay, get through this song. Sometimes I'll put on a podcast or again, a really great playlist to entertain me, to make the miles all bite slow feeling go by a little bit faster. And other times I'll even put forth some sort of reward to myself if I keep moving, if I keep going, even again, if it's just a few miles so that I have something to look forward to when it's all said and done. For me, it was a bath last night with a glass of red wine and the sage wellness bath salts that I'm obsessed with right now. And let me tell you, it was so relaxing and so necessary. All right, so best practice tips, start slow. Again, you don't go out one day and put on a pair of sneakers and all of a sudden you're ready to run a marathon. It doesn't work like that. That summer that I referenced where I started running every single day, I ran a half mile. That's it. It doesn't need to be Everest. It doesn't need to be a certain distance or even going out there for an hour or hours on end. Better yet, just set small incremental goals that make you feel accomplished. Maybe three times a week, you're aiming to go out and run 15 to 20 minutes. A good tip that Nike running coach Jess Woods gave me last week was to never up your mileage by more than two miles overall in a single week. The last thing you want to do is get out there and get overexcited and do too much and then put yourself at risk for injury. Make sure you're recognizing in this effort, in this new way of movement, that progress is progress, period. You don't need to compare yourself to other people more than ever, especially right now. Moving your body should feel good. You should be getting out there to give back to yourself. The next tip I have to offer you is set some goals. A lot of people are struggling with canceled races or postponed races. It's a topic that we talked about last week with Coach Woods for Hurdle Moment. Just because you don't have a race on the calendar doesn't mean you can't set some other sort of goal. So maybe, again, it is a time goal. Maybe you want to run consistently for 10 minutes without taking any walk breaks. Maybe you want to break a certain time barrier for a certain distance. For me, I've long been trying to break the six minute mile. It hasn't happened just yet, but for sure it is something that's on my radar in the months to come. By setting a small goal, you have something to work toward, something to keep you excited, and maybe something that motivates you to keep getting out there week after week. The next tip I have to people getting out there and running more is make sure you're getting yourself some specific for running sneakers. I had a friend reach out to me a few weeks back telling me that he ran 10 miles in Metcons and while the Nike Metcon is a great shoe for hit work and weightlifting, it is not made to go run 10 miles. 
by not giving your foot the proper foot suit, as I love to refer to it, you are, again, risking injury. And the last thing you need right now is to be on the injured list when we're already spending so much of our time inside and dealing with so much other stress and anxiety. For a running-specific sneaker that works for you, I have recorded an episode on this. I will also put the link to that episode in the show notes so you can figure out how to find the best sneaker for you. What I will say here is that the research shows no matter what your foot type is, and there are different foot types. Again, all of these different things are explained in that episode, so click over there. But basically, no matter what your foot type is, the most important thing is that you feel comfortable in your go-to running sneakers. So while they do make running sneakers to accommodate all of these different foot types, all of these different gait cycles, the most important thing is that whatever you're putting on your feet feels good when you're on the move. And my last tip for anyone that's getting out there is talk about it with people. Share your experience with people, not IRL, not going for runs with friends, but talk to your friends, talk to your family about your experience with running. Maybe journal about your experience with running as well. Ask questions. No question is a silly question. I myself feel like I'm connecting with my friends and family more than I ever have before despite being confined to this little apartment. The running community is great and supportive and embraces everyone, no matter what your pace may be. There are also so many different virtual races going on that encourage solo runners to submit their times and their distances to be part of something bigger than just them. And I think that's so encouraging and so wonderful. I'll put a few of those races that I've heard about in the show notes here so you guys can check them out. And definitely feel free to reach out to me if you have a virtual race that you're participating in or something that you want me to pass along to the other hurdlers. I'm all about encouraging community right now. I did put out into the Instagram universe yesterday asking if anyone had any other running specific questions for me. I'll answer just a couple of those right now. The first one, am I following a training plan at the moment? No, I have abandoned my training plan per the conversation that I had with Jess last week. I just feel for me right now that my runs are all about finding joy and remembering why it is that I'm lacing up in the first place. And so with London being moved to October, I am simply embracing the run for the feel-good vibes that it gives me, and I am so, so thankful for that. Next question, do I ever feel not in the mood to run? Of course, of course, of course, of course. I talked about that a little earlier in the episode. Yesterday was certainly one of those days. There are also days, you know, when the weather is less than ideal, but I always come back to my why, and I remember that running makes me feel like me, and I am so grateful for that experience and the opportunity to move my body, even if it is just me. And the last question I'll answer today, how do you run so frequently and not get injured? Listen, everyone is different, but for me, I incorporate a ton of recovery into my day-to-day. I'm very fortunate to have a pair of Normatec boots in my apartment. Those are compression boots. If you want to hear more about those, check out my conversation with the founder, Gila Jacobs, in the show notes. But I'm using compression boots at least three times a week. I'm also using a Theragun and a My Power Dot. 
e-stim to tend to sore muscles. And I am so on my bath game right now. I went to pick up a prescription the other day and I checked into the like soap and bath aisle and all of the bubble baths and stuff are sold out. So it seems that I'm not the only person that's on the self-care train at the moment. Regardless, I put a huge emphasis on my recovery and I really do listen to my body, making sure that I'm not pushing myself too hard, that I'm not overexerting myself, that I'm really just looking out for number one. I hope this is helpful. I feel like it's a little bit rambly, but if you do have more questions about getting out there, about running more, I am here for you. I too was a beginner once. I can sympathize with it. I know it can be frustrating, but remember that we are here for each other and I am here for you. At Emily Abadi, at Hurdle Podcast, another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>